It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is July 29th, 2019. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. And of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk about Jonathan Isaac's inclusion on the U.S. Select team as they'll begin training next week, August 5th, uh, for the FIBA World Cup. No Aaron Gordon, but we will talk about Jonathan Isaac and what it means to have Isaac kind of take his place among the very best young players that this country has to offer and what I think that means for him moving forward. Um, We'll talk about that on today's show before we dive into some other topics over the course of the week. So we'll we'll have that on today's episode of Locked on Magic. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you are looking for. Just like there's a podcast covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you would expect from us here at Locked On Magic. Want to know a little bit more about any team in the NBA. There's, there's really no news going on right now. We're all kind of doing our summer stuff. But if you want to learn about any team in the NBA, check out the, check out your favorite team, every team that was covered on the Locked On Podcast Network. Plus, on Locked On NBA on Monday, NBA, for, NBA player and Locked On Podcast analyst Trevor Booker joined the show to break down the deals, left one team out as a title contender that will surprise you, and is high on one team more than others in the West. You can get that on Locked On NBA. Also, the NFL season has officially begun with training camps opening around the country, and Locked On NFL has a new expert to help get you through these early parts of the NFL season. Make sure you listen to the new Locked On NFL with the expert analysis of former NFL scout Matt Williamson and hosted by Brian Peacock. Locked On NFL is your daily national podcast on all things NFL with Matt's unique take on the game. You can find all of these, all of these, uh, wherever you could down, wherever you download podcasts, just search for it, Locked On, the team you're looking for, whether it's NFL, NBA, MLB, or colleges too, it's all on the Locked On Podcast Network. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We were expecting some big Team USA news to come down on the Orlando Magic, and, and, and it, all signs reporting to it happening. 
There were rumors that that the team, that Team USA was interested in Aaron Gordon. There were you know certain there were reports from Aaron from people close to Aaron himself suggesting that Aaron would welcome the opportunity to play for Team USA. But unfortunately, that invite did not come. Team USA reissued their roster pool or, or issued a new roster pool with all the the withdrawals that have happened from the roster pool already. They announced their roster pool and Aaron Gordon was indeed left off. For whatever reason, it's it's not particularly clear, uh, um, and it's not even clear if the if Team USA even offered him or or they did offer and Aaron Gordon declined. It's not clear what happened, but Aaron Gordon will not be going to China. And you know, as I as I mentioned in a podcast late last week, there's certainly give and take there. Um, certain the Magic already have four four players playing in the FIBA World Cup. They'll be coming over back to the United States with about a week to go before training camp begins, and then. The season begins, and we know what a long slog that can be. So, having one of your key players, because Nikola Vucevic and Evan Fournier will already be uh, in the FIBA World Cup, and and Evan Fournier is expected to be, go deep into that tournament because France is certainly one of the teams in that in that tier just below the United States to win the whole thing. Um, it's it's okay to to say yes, take a pause, take a pause, uh, and let these guys recover and and get ready for their seasons. Perfectly all right, and, and I understand that. And if that's the reason Aaron Gordon declined, it's perfectly reasonable. A lot of NBA players have declined for that reason. Uh, if he didn't get an invite, I don't know what Team USA is doing. But one thing that Team USA did that I was expecting that did come to pass, Team USA officially invited Jonathan Isaac to be a member of the U.S. Select Team. Now, a little bit of confusion over what the Select Team is. The Select Team is essentially a rookie squad. Um, to, to, to put it kind of simply, Team USA likes to pick a group of young players new to the NBA or, or just kind of up and coming to kind of get into their program, to expose them to the coaching that they'll get at Team USA, uh, and, and to kind of get them kind of familiar with the process of preparing for these tournaments. They're not there to make the team. Jonathan Isaac will not be going to China. He will not be a player unless he's really, really good and really, really impresses them. But even then, I don't think that would happen. He's not there to make the team. The select team is are essentially extra bodies in practice. Again, exposure to the Team USA system uh, and uh, you know extra bodies for the scrimmage that that is sold to the public. And so we will get to see Jonathan Isaac play basketball. You, you might remember 2014, I believe it was. Uh, no, 20. Uh, yeah, 2014. Uh, Victor Oladipo had a big showing in the blue-white scrimmage, and, and we all got really excited. Now, Aaron Gordon, of course, play, uh, was on the select team in 2016 uh, before the Olympics. It's sort of a rite of passage. It's, it's, it's not a guarantee that if you're on the select team, you'll be on the national team, but it, it's kind of the incubator. Again, exposure to the Team USA coaching system, coaching staff, the, the qualification process, the tryout process, just an exposure to the national team in general. It's, it's an important step but not a necessary one. So essentially then, what this is, what this is for Jonathan Isaac, is somewhat confirmation. And honestly, at a certain point, uh, while I think Aaron Gordon would be a huge asset to Team USA, and I would, I would argue uh, of all the players that have been withdrawn and, and all the players that, that certainly seem to be in consideration for a spot on Team USA... Aaron Gordon is one of the best players left off, left off this list. He's put in his time with Team USA, and I think he deserved at least an in- invitation. If he if he got one, if he didn't get one, I think that's that's a huge, huge over huge oversight on Team USA's part. 
But at a certain point, getting Aaron Gordon on Team USA was a bit about recognition. Just no question, and I think this is something cultural about Magic fans, and I will admit to be guilty of this myself. Magic fans want recognition. They felt overlooked, certainly in the national TV schedule, you know, with only one national TV game on the last game of the season. Uh, overlooked in that no one picked them even to win a game in the playoffs or recognize the kind of run the Magic were on. There's still this little bit of, oh, the, the Magic exists. They're, they're a team. They, they're, they're a thing. Orlando's always been a little bit of the little brother in, in the state of Florida, to be honest, too. We don't have an NFL team. You know, football's kind of king here. Miami, Tampa still get a lot of the accolades, but Orlando's one of the bigger cities and growing cities in, in, the, in the country, and we're a relatively new city as far as growth. And so I do think that, that culturally in Orlando, there's a little bit of, hey, look at us. You know, the, UC, the whole UCF thing is very much a part of that, although I, I agree with their marketing strategy. You won't get into that today. So Magic fans want to be noticed. They want the NBA world to recognize what they've accomplished, as small as it may be at this point. And getting a player on the All-Star team, getting a player on some of these rookie teams, you know, getting on national TV is going to be a big deal for this team for a little while. It, it shouldn't be, and at a certain point it won't be. But right now, getting recognition for what this team has accomplished, what this team has kind of pulled itself out of is important. And Aaron Gordon being on that national team would have been legitimacy. It would have said, hey, there's a player on the Magic that's really good, and we want him on Team USA. Instead, we'll get that recognition through Jonathan Isaac. And it's not so much recognition for the team, but recognition that Jonathan Isaac is among the best young players on, in the league. We're heading into Jonathan Isaac's third year. He was in a vaunted rookie class, the sixth overall pick. A guy who, honestly, within even his own rookie class, has been somewhat overlooked. He didn't make the rookie challenge, and I think Isaac would even agree he probably didn't deserve to be with kind of the start-and-stop nature of the first year and a half of his career. But Isaac has slowly started to turn the tide. Isaac has slowly started to show just how good he can be. And the way he played in those final 31 games last year with his three-point percentage shooting up into the mid-30s, this defense really making an impact. Even in the playoffs where Pascal Siakam played very, very well, Isaac still gave him problems. And it was still kind of clear that, oh, that, that this Isaac kid could be an issue. I think a lot of Magic players played tight in that playoff series, whether they want to admit it or not. The moment was, finally, we all worried, when will the moment be too big for them? I think when we got to the playoffs, the moment got a little big for them. And, and the Raptors were more prepared for that pressure than the Magic were. That's why, that's why I'm not super concerned about how the Magic play in the playoffs. You've probably seen me on the, on the web. You've probably seen me discuss it here. And I, I haven't really talked about the playoffs. And I do think the playoffs revealed a lot of weaknesses about this team that I do think there are things that they can correct. I'm not super worried. Like I'll, I'll give an example here. As much as people you know, hate on Nikola Vucevic uh, for how poorly he played in the playoffs, a lot of those same people said the Magic should go after D'Angelo Russell, and I would tell them, go look at D'Angelo Russell's numbers during the playoffs. They weren't much better than Nikola Vucevic's. That's, that's my challenge to you. They were better. I'm not going to say they weren't better, and, 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 and there's objective arguments to that, but I'll, I'll leave it at that. But Jonathan Isaac 
like the Magic, has been largely ignored in that rookie class. No one, in fact, really knows what to make of him. And some of it is because the Magic have played him so slowly. He had the injury his rookie year. He came back last year, and, and, and it took him a while to feel comfortable in his body, to feel confident again that he could be healthy and play. And once that happened, the light switch flicked on. So now Isaac will go to USA Camp in Las Vegas next week. He will be part of that process. He will be in the Team USA roster pool, just like Aaron Gordon will be, by the way. I don't think Team USA is necessarily done with Aaron Gordon just because he didn't make this roster. I expect fewer players will back out of the 2020 Olympics, and FIBA was silly to make the World Cup in 2019, the year before the Olympics, but whatever. I, I do get the feeling that more players will, will want to go to Tokyo, but at the same time, I don't think Gordon is completely out of the running either. But Isaac will get a chance to show the work that he's done. He was at a, a, a Orlando Magic basketball camp last week, spoke to the media after, the, after his, uh, his announcement that he would be part of the Team USA Select team, and he informed reporters there that he has indeed gained a lot of weight. Up to 234 pounds from 209 at the end of last season, according to, according to him, as he told Josh Robbins of The Athletic. Terrence Ross was on, on, uh, on another Magic podcast, the, 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 the Close Up Magic, I believe. Um, and, and, he, and Terrence Ross told them, Jonathan Isaac has been a tank this season, that he has really put on a lot of muscle. And of course, playing with that muscle is different. But adding strength was a big part of Isaac's game. A big part of his development. Now comes the skill part. Now comes the, can he take guys off the dribble? Can he make that jumper consistently? He had a nice little pull-up jumper last year. Can he hit three-pointers consistently? Can he attack off the dribble more? And yeah, can he be an elite defender? Which I certainly think he is well on his way to doing. As I said in the podcast last week, no player and his development will determine the Magic's future this season quite like Jonathan Isaac. Yes, Getting something from Markel Fultz and, uh, can really change the game because he fills a need that the Magic have to fill. They need a creator off the dribble. That's Markel Fultz. That's going to be his primary role, I think, when, when he does step onto the floor. But Jonathan Isaac is really the player that if he takes that next step, that next leap in his game, the sky really is the limit for him. As I said last week, Evan Fournier called Jonathan Isaac the, the team's X-factor entering last season, and that has not changed. And so to get confirmation that, yes, Team USA views Jonathan Isaac as one of the best young players in the league, and granted, Jason Tatum uh, is, in, is involved on the national team and, will be go, and probably will be going to China. The fact that they consider Jonathan Isaac to be this good, this important, that they want to bring him in, that they want to have him be part of this process— is a good sign that already his development has gotten him to this point, that his development has gotten him on these radars. And at this camp, you know, at this this camp, these practices, he will get the chance to show just how far he has gone. Now, granted, we will not get to see much of it. The camps are, the practices are somewhat open to the media. I, I remember NBA TV's done broadcasts from them before. Um... And if the scrimmage is a scrimmage, it's essentially an all-star game.
But Jonathan Isaac will kind of put the league on notice to where he's at. And that part is certainly good for the team. Certainly good for Isaac. And certainly good for kind of building this roster back up so they can fulfill their potential and that X factor that they have within them. Before we move on, I want to tell you support of Locked on Magic comes from Manscaped. They are the number one, they are the number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. You may have seen them on Shark Tank, but Manscaping offers precision-engineered tools for, you know, that, that, that area you don't want to groom. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. That's 20% at manscaped.com with promo code LOCKEDON. And that's pretty much all I'm going to say about that today. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Another thing that happened uh, over the course of the last week and, and, and over the weekend was the over-unders for the Orlando Magic came out. Caesars Palace released their over-under for the Magic, and, and we're starting to see some of these kind of leak out and, and kind of begin to hit the market and tell us uh, what hit the market and tell us what uh, what what people are thinking about the season and, and there's been some general themes some themes that, that, that are worth noting the first theme whether it's through power ranking through power rankings or through these overrunners is the general prediction for the Orlando magic is that they will be fighting for the eighth seed once again now I will note that in almost every prediction I have seen, the Magic are a playoff team. That they are the seventh, eight, they are the seventh seed, they are the eighth seed, whatever it is, they are in the playoffs. And I think it's become abundantly clear that the Magic have gotten, and you know, again, talking about outside perceptions, the Magic have gotten at least that respect. That they are a playoff team. The rest of the league views the Magic as a playoff team, and with the way that they've, of course, spent their money this summer, the playoffs are the main goal. That's, that's all that matters. Making the playoffs again, again, confirming that they are that kind of team and then figuring out how to move forward from there. The specific over-under number that Caesars Palace set was 40 and a half. Over-under 40 and a half. Essentially the bet that, that Vegas is asking you to make is will the Magic finish 500 or better? Last year, of course, they finished with 42 wins. You could argue that, that they went on a crazy run to get there. You could argue that, oh, if they you know, played the way they knew they were capable of playing earlier in the season, they would have been higher. There's a million ways you could argue this. And as I said last year, if you are a 500 team, and and I would still consider this Magic team to be a 500 or slightly above 500 team. If you are one of those teams, it is always a winding road. You don't really, consistency is the thing that eludes you when you are one of these teams. You are good enough on most nights to win, but some nights, you are not. You could beat anyone. You could lose to anyone. But more often than not, you win. That's kind of the plight of these 500 teams. And of course, I always remember that I remember this vividly. Uh, during exit interviews during the 2015 season, I want to say, 
Um, Scott Skiles said, you know, getting from 25 to 35 wins is easy. It's getting from 35 to 45 wins that's hard. And then 45 to 50. And 50 to 60. That's the hard part. The Magic, obviously, had a little bit more than 35 wins last year. They got to 42. Getting from 42 to 45 to 46 to 47 to 48 to 50 wins. That's the hard part. That's the difficult part the Magic are in. And, you know, I would say rightfully no one's willing to make that bet yet. But I will say this about about these uh, these these predictions so far. I will say this about over-under numbers and, and where the Magic fit in. I think it's abundantly clear that, A, the win total doesn't matter. I think that when you focus on this Magic team and what their goals should be, the players will tell you it is to get further than last year. And I think that's absolutely the goal. The Magic's goal this year should be to get to the second round. That should be something they're all, I mean, to win a championship, obviously, but to get past the first round, to to be competitive, not just be competitive, but to win that first round. Because I don't think you ever should set a, a kind of losing goal there. They should be trying to best what they did last season. That doesn't necessarily mean getting more wins. I've I've always I've I've kind of said it, said the measure of success or failure in this season. It's not necessarily about getting to the second round. The measure of success or failure for this season is bottom line the playoffs. If the Magic fail to make the playoffs this year, this season is a failure. But the money they've spent with the investments that they've made in this team, with frankly the youth that they expect to get better, but the young guys they expect to improve. If they don't make the playoffs this year, the season is a failure. And I have no qualms about saying that at this point. There is no, the only the only way the season can be, I mean, and even then it would be a failure, but the only way you could give a pass to the Magic if they failed to make the playoffs in 2020 is if there are a massive amount of injuries to key players that there would be no way for them to recover. That that's just that's just the fact at this point. Otherwise, it is playoffs or bust. It is make the playoffs to have any measure of success this year. That's the expectation, and that's the standard they set in making the playoffs last year. But making the playoffs is a moving target. It's not pegged to any win. So we could sit here and say the Magic should their goal should be to improve on their 42-win season, and it absolutely should be, because that will set them up better. But to say the same year that 42 wins might get you the 7th seed could get you the 5th seed another year. I remember uh, Tracy McGrady, the Tracy McGrady years, the Magic won 42 games, I believe, in 2001 for the 7th seed and lost to the Milwaukee Bucks. Following year, they won 42 games, maybe they won 43, and they were the fifth seed, losing to the Charlotte Hornets. Following year, they won 41 games and were eighth. The number of wins doesn't, doesn't mean necessarily you're a better team. It, it's kind of a reflection of the conference that you're in, too. And so, you know, the Magic could certainly be a, I doubt it, but they could be a six seed or five seed with 42-43 wins. And we might say, oh, their record's not better, but I would argue that that's already an improvement over last season. Especially if they get out of the first round. They could win 38 games 
And I think we would all be a little bit upset if they won 38 games, but still make the playoffs and we could, you know, check off at least some measure of success. So I think the win total is not the target that we should be aiming for. It's, again, that moving target of the playoffs. And of course, the best way to ensure that you make the playoffs is to win and hit that over. So get to 500, I, I think you'll be fine. The second thing that this tells me, though, is that those expectations that the Magic make the playoffs are very, very real from around the nation. And I would argue that looking at this over-under and just looking at the Magic roster in general, that the Magic's margin for error has shrunk a little bit. It's gotten a little bit wider. I realized that was a contradiction. The Magic do have a bit more room to play with. At their best, if Aaron Gordon takes a star leap, if Jonathan Isaac takes a huge leap, if Mo Bamba comes back healthy and aggressive, if Markel Fultz gives them anything. At their best, I've seen people suggest, hey, this Magic team develops the right way. I mean, young team that made the playoffs last year. They're really dangerous. They could be a three seed. They could be a four seed in the Eastern Conference. I've seen a lot of people really high on Indiana, and Indiana is a good team. I'm not going to say they're going to miss the playoffs or anything. But if Victor Oladipo is not back healthy, they're going to have to play at least half the season without Oladipo. And he's made great progress from, from everything that I've seen. But if he's not back healthy, you know, all this hype for Indiana suddenly dies, I think. And so I do think at the Magic's best that they could fight for home court. At the worst, of course, if injuries happen, if you know Nikola Vucevic reverts to his reverts back down, or Terrence Ross reverts back down too much, and other players don't step up, you know, if there's injuries, yeah, this team could be back into the to to, to the twenties and thirties as far as wins. There is that wide range, but I find that to be less likely. Yes, I, I expect Nikola Vucevic and Terrence Ross to take a little bit of a step back because they keep, they're coming off career seasons. But Vuce is very consistent. He's still going to average a double-double. He's still going to get you 15 and 10 at his worst. I, you know, Unless Evan Fournier has completely fallen off the map, Fournier can pick up that slack. You know, if, if Gordon and Isaac aren't, aren't ready to pick up some of that slack then this whole experiment is in trouble anyway. Because Magic are really relying on those two guys this season to take another step forward. So what that kind of tells me is at the Magic's medium, let's say all things being equal, like the best case scenario doesn't happen, the worst case scenario doesn't happen, at the Magic's medium, they are a 500 team. 39 to 42 win range again. Very capable of making the playoffs. And I think that's really intriguing about this season. That's, that's really what I think these are reflecting. Is the Magic are a in the playoff conversation. And it's going to take a lot to knock them out of the playoff conversation. Maybe this is small potatoes. And I'll admit, it is small potatoes. This isn't the thing we should be talking about or being astonished about. But it's been a long time since the Magic have made back-to-back playoff appearances. It's been a long time since the Magic have felt like they're kind of growing in the right direction and have the results in their back pocket 
to prove it. I mean, the Magic haven't had a team ascending quite like this in, in, in more than a decade. And so, I look at this bet. Will the Magic be over 500 or not? And honestly, that's a bet I take. That's a bet I believe in. Because I, I know there's, there's certainly the possibility that this thing flames out. There's certainly the possibility that the Magic don't take that next step. As, as I've said on this podcast several times, progress is not always linear. And yes, I acknowledge we have six years of really bad basketball and one year of good basketball. And it's hard to weigh all of that. But I've always said I'm an optimist. And what I saw at the end of last season, what I saw when the Magic made the playoffs, it felt very real. It felt like something that this team had hungered for and the sense that I get from the players is they're not resting on their laurels. They don't think they accomplished anything. Now they know how to win and they want to do it again. So I take the over. I'm not saying the Magic are going to be a three seed or a four seed or even a five seed. They'll probably still end up the seventh seed or the sixth seed. Honestly, my, my most optimistic part of me probably says the sixth seed is about as high as they can go with this group. Prove me wrong. But but I, I truly think the Magic can take that step. I truly think the Magic will take that step. And these predictions are kind of showing us very quietly, that the expectation is the Magic will take another step this year. And they will be a team the rest of the conference has to fight. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at uh, Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast and your listening device. Don't forget to check out Trevor Booker on Locked On NBA. It's a great podcast to keep up on all the national NBA issues. And of course, don't forget to check out the new Locked On NFL as well as, well as the rest of the podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Follow us on Twitter there at omagicdaily. Later on this week, I'll be introducing my history series. It, will, it is August. We're in kind of the dead time of the year. So we will talk about some Magic history topics. Um, talk. We'll be compiling a list of uh, players. Um, uh, I'm not revealing what it is yet, so just be on the lookout for that. And, and yes, we will be doing fan voting once again, so check out uh, check that out at O Magic Daily uh, all next week uh, as, as we'll go through our latest Magic history list. Um, last year we did most popular players. You can go back into the Lockdown Magic archives to listen to my comments on that. We've also done the best teams in Magic history, as well as the best players in Magic history. You can find those lists as well on orlandomagicdaily.com. 
But that's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.